the line. It's R2 unit has a bad motivator. Look. Having trouble with your drug? Your drug? These two droids. Both are hard working and will serve you well. Droids. Droids. We serve Welcome to We Serve Droids, a monthly Star Wars podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Chris. And we're here with another bonus episode, uh, the second bonus episode of this month. All the bonus episodes. Right. We Serve Droids is a river unto its people. <laughs> And this one, we just wanted to get our quick, spoiler-free reactions to Solo online, in case you haven't seen the movie yet. And we'll put this up soon, and then on the 1st of June, have up our full, long uh, analysis conversation about Solo, A Star Wars Story. So, Chris, uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, so I guess I should say that we just both saw it within the past few days. It's currently Sunday, May 27th, when we're recording this. So, Chris, what are your early thought, early spoiler-free thoughts about Star Wars? Uh, Star Wars. Well, Chris, what are your <laughs> early spoiler-free thoughts about Solo, a Star Wars story? I saw it last night. I'm still digesting it. I've been kind of just waking up and making notes like kind of all throughout the night whenever I've thought about something. Um, I, I know the troubled production history the movie had and I think given taking that into account, I think it's a very good movie. Like it, it, it could have been so terrible just giving all the reshoots involved and right. Right. So I assume everyone's aware of this, but for people who aren't, uh, Disney had to fire the original directors of the show and then bring on Ron Howard sort of last second to finish it, who had to go back and reshoot a bunch of the scenes, and some of the actors were recast. Um, so it was a really difficult situation for Howard to step into. And I didn't realize how recent it was. They they left, I mean, less than a year ago, I think in June of last year. So it went from, you know, like that mess, presumably what it was, you know, plus reshoots, and then now we're here, movies out, I mean, less than a year later, that's, I'm impressed, if nothing else. Yeah, I think grading on that kind of a curve, Solo definitely gets an A+. Plus. Um, but what do you think in terms of like an absolute, not like A, A plus grade, but what are your thoughts about the movie not taking that into account, or if we can separate that? Yeah, I don't think that... That uh, that yeah, that that curve will stand the test of time. It will quickly be forgotten about as this is kind of, you know, objectively, <laughs> you know, reviewed in the annals of Star Wars history. Um, I, I'd probably put it somewhere between episodes two and three in terms of how much like overall I, I thought it was. I can see that. Yeah, I have said that I liked Solo a lot but I haven't come on board to saying that I love Solo as a movie. There are aspects of it, and particularly actors in it, whose performances I, I thought were amazing, and they definitely you know, bumped the movie up a few notches. Like it, it could have... I was just thinking about how 
how much how how much worse it could have been if maybe like a few performances just weren't there. Yeah, I agree. So let's go through what we you know in as much of a spoiler free kind of way as we can. Go through quickly what we liked or didn't like, um, and I'll go first. I guess I'll start with what I didn't like. And I know that I'll come back to this when we do our long conversation about Solo. But my complaint is maybe a little abstract. It's that the movie has some good film noir scenes, some good heist movie scenes, some good western scenes, some good military sci-fi scenes, some good space opera scenes. But it doesn't... The movie itself doesn't commit to any one of those styles. And so all these different styles don't, you know, complement each other or add up to anything greater than the sum of those parts. Yeah, I'll agree. Nothing, nothing really felt like it was building. It was just like these little almost isolated, you know, genre specific scenes. Yeah, and it wasn't, nor was it done in a sort of episodic way that can be really cool. So some of my all-time favorite movies have a very episodic structure. So I'm thinking here about Apocalypse Now is like this. Um, Collateral, the Michael Mann movie Collateral is like this. All of Quentin Tarantino's movies are like this. But to take like a, I guess Tarantino is sort of like a paradigm case of this kind of a movie when Tarantino blends these different styles together, it's like getting a carefully curated five-course meal with wine pairings for each course. But by contrast, Solo felt more like I was walking into a tapas bar and ordering <laughs> a bunch of food. That Each dish was good on its own, but didn't necessarily go with the other dishes. Does that make sense? Yes. You, you've just made me realize how much I want Tarantino to direct a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, I think he has talked about possibly doing like a Star Trek movie, but I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, exactly. That long rant aside, I want to say that I loved all the actors in the movie, and especially Alden Ehrenreich. I, I felt a few people were wasted in the movie, to be honest. I think you know what I'm talking about, but I don't want to go into that any further. Right. Um, we obviously needed a lot more Warwick Davis, is clearly what you mean. Spoiler, spoiler alert, he's in... <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I said no spoilers, but Warwick Davis of Willow and Wicket W. Warwick <laughs> is, uh, is in this movie. Because I think he's been in everyone since... I think Return. You think he was, was? He's been in all the prequels and Jedi, obviously. Was he in Revenge of the Sith? I, I think I want to say he maybe had like a background character job. Like, do you know what his character was like in Phantom Menace, for example? Yeah, he was the one of the. He was in a costume of those kids that picks on Anakin. Okay, when Anakin's building the pod racer. I I didn't know about that for the longest time. <laughs> well, there's two. He has two roles in Phantom Menace. He has that, and, so he's in costume in that scene, and he's out of costume in the pod race. He's just a guy in the crowd in the pod race. And he gets around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I liked all the actors, and I'm taking it that, that you did as well. I have, 
I have mixed feelings about about Woody Harrelson. I think he's he's the perfect man to play Woody Harrelson, <laughs> and I think that's what he did in this movie. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Woody Harrelson plays Woody Harrelson no matter what movie he's in. So do you think it just didn't fit well with the style of a Star Wars movie or with this movie in particular? It's maybe a personal thing. I think I just have a bit of a disconnect rec- like seeing him as anyone other than than Woody Harrelson. Like it like it, it just it felt like like Woody Harrelson was just there and the Millennium Falcon or Woody Harrelson was just pulling this heist. This is the thing that Woody Harrelson does in his free time. I see. I see. So it sort of maybe interferes with a suspension of disbelief you want going into a movie. It'd be like if your friend was in it and you just say like, well, what is my friend doing there? I'm not watching a movie anymore. Yeah, it, it was, I think it was in the point, um, there was a point in the movie where Woody Harrelson was doing something in a, a bit of an iconic location. Um, and I, I just had the thought of, wow, I'd never thought I'd see, and it wasn't, I wasn't thinking of the character, just it was, I wouldn't, never would have thought I'd see Woody Harrelson you know, in this and anything but like a, you know, a a parody or, you know, a comedy format or something like that. I see. I see. So maybe when Woody Harrelson is in it, it feels more like a Saturday Night Live Star Wars sketch than it feels like Star Wars. Yeah, it just, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem serious or, or real. And that, that may just be my, my personal, uh, just because Woody Harrelson is just so, you know... It's funny. Yeah. I mean, or funny and, I don't know, he just has a, his, his personality is just, you know, there's there's no one else really like him. So I didn't get that experience, but I can imagine it, it would be like if Christopher Walken was in Star Wars. Yeah, like another one of like these, like, bigger than their characters' personalities. Right, or Steve Buscemi. Yes. I can see that. Um, another thing that I liked a lot about the movie is that I really loved the soundtrack. That, oh, okay. All right. I, that was, I really didn't like the soundtrack. I, that, okay. Nice. That, that was, that was like, I think, I think that was working as like my number one complaint. Objectively, it was a good soundtrack. I just didn't think it was, it didn't feel like Star Wars to me. Mm. See, I actually, think that it was a fun bit of expansion on Star Wars. You know, the, these, like, standalone Star Wars stories, I feel like it, it, I'm glad for it to do that. So, whereas I, I actually feel like the one thing I liked about Solo more than Rogue One was the soundtrack. Now, I know they included some original John Williams there. I'm not, I'm not speaking ill about any of that, obviously, but... I, I and I haven't listened to the soundtrack independent of the movie. I'm I'm just strictly talking about what I like what was in the movie. And some of it just it felt I don't know, maybe a little at least in my opinion, obviously, for like a little bit too light for what was going on. Um and some of it may have been personal preference, obviously. Like the uh there's like a kind of like a particular I forget what the musical term is, but I guess like a score that accompanies a particular character whenever. Sure, like, like a theme or a light motif. Yeah, I think it happens. I think it one or two times, probably I think two times when they they kind of suddenly appear on screen or do something dramatic, and it they just struck me as just not sounding very. I don't know. 
as operatic as I'm used to Star Wars music being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought that this is something that I later thought that I wish we had sort of talked about in our Han Solo episode, uh, Han Solo character episode, is that Han, of all the main characters, Han Solo is sort of unique in that he does not have a theme or leitmotif in the original trilogy. So, like, you know, when Luke Skywalker appears on screen, we almost always hear that, um, you know, it's that main, it's part of the main Star Wars fanfare that, um, I think the first time you hear it with Luke is when Baru calls, his aunt calls to him and he comes to the screen and you hear it in like a, like an oboe or a clarinet or something. And Obi-Wan has a theme that's the famous like force theme, the... Mm -hmm. And Princess Leia has one that I know you hear over the hologram and you hear it again. And so what makes the Star Wars soundtracks so neat is that Williams uh, uses these little themes, sort of like uh, like a Wagner kind of style, where you can play it in a different key or play it with different instruments depending on the mood of the movie, but Han himself does not have a theme, and it, whether intentional or not, it sort of makes Han almost homeless, musically homeless, in the original trilogy. And so it's kind of fun for him to get an origin story that also pegs him, like it gives him a physical, a cinematic plot home, and it also gives him like a musical home now. Um, and that's not to say that you have to like the particular things, but I just think it's kind of a neat. I guess maybe behind the scenes part of this movie. Yeah, it is cool. I hadn't thought about that. Well, I'm happy to agree to disagree on the soundtrack. I would recommend you listening to the song Corellia Chase on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. You can listen to it on Spotify. Um, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a listen. I'm 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 kind of happy we found something we didn't completely agree upon. That makes for <laughs> makes for interesting podcasting, if nothing else. <laughs> I know, I've gotten that complaint so much. I was like, sorry, we'll just have to go back to uh, the character Rose from Last Jedi every episode. <laughs> we can, it can be like a, like a, like an installment, like Rose Hate Corner or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, I also liked, I mean, again, I'm just going through the list of things that I liked after my big complaint to start off. I really liked the dialogue in the movie. I thought that it was a lot of fun um, and always compelling, even if the story itself wasn't always compelling. Yeah, I'll agree. I, I didn't, aside from the, I mean, the, the few, or I say few, the kind of many fun callbacks we got. Um, yeah, nothing really struck me as being, you know, out of, out of place for, for Star Wars in terms of dialogue. Like everything seemed like right, like right as it should be. Like the the pacing was good. Yeah. So I mean, even though I went on this kind of rant to start off, I'm I'm still very excited to watch this movie again sometime soon. Oh, absolutely. I I do plan to see it again at some point. Well, um, 
I think the spoiler free that's probably all I really have to say. I don't know if you have anything else to add spoiler free content. Uh including the couple of spoilers we just put in there. <laughs> We're great at this. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the No, I don't think I don't I'm happy to call this a spoiler free um quick reactions. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't think we're going to get any... If we do get some hate mail, that'd be a change of pace from no mail. <laughs> um, it's not like when The Phantom Menace came out and the soundtrack came out two weeks before the movie oh. and had a track called like Qui-Gon's Funeral. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I mean, if that's the bar of a spoiler, we're not coming close to even seeing over the top of that bar. cool so uh like i said this was short and uh you know this will hopefully come out sometime maybe tonight may 27th and look for our real conversation and review uh where we go into details on june 1st so i'm gonna pretend to say i'll see you in a week chris but really we're just gonna record the next thing right now (laughs) (laughs) i'll see you in a week scott (laughs) See you then. (laughs) Bye. Bye.